get that. Uh, let's go 54. Okay, that's good. Uh, here we go. Hey, everyone out there, welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, and joining me is, as always, Tyler. How you doing, buddy? I am okay. I am sipping on a Liberty Brew Mountain Dew. Have you oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had that. Yeah. It's, I feel, I feel like it's even more of a concoction than Mountain Dew already is. Like, it apparently has 50 flavors in one. Yeah, that's some real Nuka-Cola-ass shit right there. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, I couldn't even tell you what this really tastes like. I mean, it tastes fine, but I'm like, okay. It's always, mm. always weird. They got their Halloween Mountain Dew out. I don't know if you've oh, ever yeah. had that. I, I, I have not had that. It's it's actually pretty good. I like what it. is a Halloween Mountain Dew? You would think it would taste like pumpkin, but I really don't think it does. It Does it, it taste like candy corn? Because it, if so, fuck that. Well, I'm not sure exactly candy corn, but it tastes more like candy. Okay. Than anything. It's 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 alright. Mm. You know, it's Mountain Dew. I mean, at least it isn't a circus peanut. Yeah, I fucking I fucking hate those things. Like yeah. those things could go to hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like those either. Uh, Definitely right. don't. But dude, it's October. What the hell it is? Yeah, Oof. weather's back to uh, able to go outside and not melt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah personally, I, around here I think October's maybe one of my favorite months. Yeah, it is nice outside for sure. Yeah. Before you know it, we'll be fucking doing game of the year. Oh my goodness! Let's no, just let's let's just ignore that. Let's ignore that it's almost <laughs> the end of this year. Yeah, and that we've only probably had a handful of games that have compelled us to put on a list. <laughs> yeah. Because quite honestly, that's where I'm at right now. I can only think about like three or four games I even want to put on the list. And the rest of the list is just going to be me filling it out. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, I could probably put the games that I very much enjoyed this year on one hand, for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel you. There, there's games that I have liked, but uh, if I'm talking like a top ten sort of thing, that's where it gets interesting. Where like, I, I feel like this, uh, out of every other year, like this is... Like maybe one of the weaker years we've ever had. Really interesting. Yeah, I, I I personally don't like. As far as just the number of good of games that I feel are good enough to be on a list, I feel like a lot of other years would totally trounce this year. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think this is the greatest year ever, but um, yeah, I think it's been solid. I guess. Okay. Well, we'll w- one game that I, I do feel very strongly about, and Tyler, I, I'm I'm hoping you continued playing it as Hades. Yeah, I have. How f- have you gotten much further? So I played. Well, man, I played maybe two hours the other night. I wanted to play some more this week, but I played about two hours watching that Monday Night Football, and um, 
let's see. I'm I'm just bad at this game, but like I said, I just keep enjoying playing it. I'm consistently getting past the first boss, first main boss. Okay. Um, so you fought one of the Furies. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm I'm like consistently getting there and a little bit past there all the time. Uh, but when the next area starts introducing like lava mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to hop all over the place and then I, I guess – so correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just going to try to explain how I'm thinking this game works. It's kind of – it's sort of kind of procedurally generated. But – there's certain enemies that might like always show up, but maybe the layout of the room is different. Is that correct? Yeah. Are you getting the hmm? Okay. So are you getting to the mini boss of the second area, the witches? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My shit just froze. Uh, but no, I can hear you now. Uh, oh, okay. What, what's your question? Okay. So- did did you get to the uh, the mini boss of the secondary, the witches, no. the armored, like magic no, throwing I have things? Not. Oh, but okay. but I keep like one of the first battles, I guess, that I keep running into is those guys that kind of just jump around everywhere and they have bombs, and if you kill them, they have bombs. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I've gotten past those guys like once, but I I just. Man, there's so much going on that you have to think about and you have to move so fast that what keeps getting me at that spot is the fact that I kill one of them and then they drop the bombs and I'm not thinking and then boom. Um, but I I guess like I, I feel like I keep running into those but like the layout of the room that we're fighting in is different. Um, and then you introduce like the lava and it's just like, oh my goodness. So... Um, but but what I like mm. about it is just the fact that you you are constantly getting better, whether it's just playing the game or now you have something that'll help you um, down the road. Maybe yeah, maybe you're you're kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like all the buffs and boons and all sorts of stuff that you have is is ideal. Um, and I, I find the game just really thrilling especially as you i one thing i loved about this game so far is how it keeps introducing new uh kind of abilities for you doing something you, you like there's a new one that might come in and and then you're just kind of getting introduced to a lot of different things one of my favorite ones damn i'm forgetting which one it is but basically if you dash there's almost like a little shock wave that comes out that knocks the enemies back. Okay. Uh, um, is that is that a, I, Pos- a Poseidon? But Poseidon, yeah. Poseidon, I think. Yeah. For some reason, I really like that just because I was, I, you know, you're able to just dash around a lot, knock dudes back, then just dash over to them, get behind them, stab them, but they're kind of like off their guard a little bit, and um, it's really cool. And then even when some of the challenges that you can do that where they just kind of like throw a shitload of enemies at you and you have to just survive for like 45 seconds uh-huh. or something. Holy moly. Um, just cause I have all that's going on. It's, it's a really cool game. I got, I got the spear now, um, which I enjoy using the spear. I'd say I like the sword in the spear the most, um, so far. 
um, over the bow. So I think I got, well, I still got three, three more weapons left to get. Um, so making my way downtown for those. But, but yeah. then it's always so, what I like about this game too is just kind of the, when it comes to upgrading your stuff, like just kind of the choices that it sort of gives you, like with the keys, I can either go for a new weapon or I can uh, spend them at the mirror to unlock even more kind of maybe passive sort of things that that would help me too. So I like I like all the different directions that you can go in. It's I really really like it. Even though I'm I've, I'm only getting past the first like main boss consistently, I've just thoroughly enjoyed myself. And it was it's a game where you're just like eh, just one more run, one more run. I got this. You know, I can oh, yeah. I can get that boss. I can kill those enemies. I can make it farther, and um, it's just it's really addicting. I, I do really like it, even though I'm I'm bad at it. How about you? You keep playing it? Oh yeah, I played it a lot yesterday. I I did four complete runs. Oh wow! Yesterday, nice. Oh man, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I yeah I I I have so many nice things to say about this game, but it's like. I feel like they've all been said before. I, I feel like... So, you had a boss fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about that boss music? Really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. This is um, yeah. definitely one of the best soundtracks of the year. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah. I, I, went, I actually went to Spotify uh, this week and just listen through the entire soundtrack all the way through <laughs> because it's really, really good. Um, there, there are definitely a few songs there that are pretty like, I, there are definitely a few there that I would listen to outside of the game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it all, it all fits really well. I like, I like all the personalities between all the Olympian gods. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Uh, Even I, the way, yeah, I mean, we talked about it before, but, like, the way it introduces the story, like, kind of early on, there's, I'm not spoiling anything, really, but, uh, you know, you, you go in your room, and your character's like, oh, I should rest, and then you wake up, mm-hmm. and there's, like, all this stuff kind of happening, and you learn about the characters. I just think that stuff is really cool for, for a game like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Yeah, they, this is definitely the best story in a roguelike that I've that I've played personally. I, I feel like there's just a lot there, and it it all makes sense. The loop makes sense, like, and the way and the way that uh, the game acknowledges like certain things that you're doing, like when you go back to uh, the House of Hades, Hypnos will be like, "Yo, you got killed by this." Yeah. Yep. And like even uh, Thag. Uh, What's Zagreus? Why did I? Zagreus will acknowledge, uh, like things that he's seen before, like enemies that he's seeing again. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's just a wonderful game. I I wish I I wish I jumped on it from the start when it went into early access. I've heard it. There's been a lot of changes, a lot of good changes throughout early access. I just would have liked to see, like, how, what this game was like when it first came out because what i heard is that like as soon as it was in early access people were like yeah this is a, this is certainly a game you could just release now <laughs> yeah, right but yeah they made a lot of improvements i i wonder if they'll continue to support this game because it seems like at least 
story-wise, where I'm at, it's, it seems like they've left room to, I don't know, continue on with this with this game, maybe as a franchise. Yeah. But yeah, that's it's, never it's what cool. Supergiant's done. Supergiant ha- has never made a sequel. No, definitely <laughs> not. But this game's so cool, I could I could be down for for more of it. I I I, I want to keep playing this game, and I will keep playing it because I think more than any other game in this genre, I really want to be like I want to finish this game. Like I want to mm-hmm. have at least one complete run through, just because it's so much fun to play. Um. Even for someone who's just bad at it, just getting old, man. And I'll talk I'll talk about <laughs> a video game later that I just feel like being younger, you just can fucking crush stuff like this, and are you, I just don't have you, those reflexes. Hmm. Are you talking <laughs> about Star Wars Squadrons? No. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, although, yeah, apparently that game's pretty alright. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I'm talking about Crash Four. It's about time. I, mm, I forgot that game was coming out this week. Yeah, and <laughs> man, I I probably put at least two, maybe closer to three hours into this game um, on launch day, and I fucking love this game. It is so much fun to play, and, and it's just, it's old school Crash Bandicoot. I mean, for better and for worse, uh, I think if you really liked those games... Uh, this is a great one of those games. What this game is so hard though, and it's mostly hard. Like I think you can get through the levels fairly easily. Where it gets hard is when you're trying to go for all the boxes and getting all the secrets and the little bonus levels that are within the levels, sort of thing. Uh, that's when the game just really is is fucking hard and i just i used to be so so good at these games and you know 100 percent them and all sorts of stuff and i'm just like struggling to do some of these things now um with the game and it's i mean it feels good it feels like crash bandicoot uh once again for better and for worse there's certainly some jumps that i'm like motherfucker like I should have made that, and sometimes the controls can be a little wonky because if you want like a super high jump, you gotta hold circle to crouch, and then crash like leaps up in the air really high, and then you can get a double jump off of that um, sort of thing. Uh, so sometimes that can be a little weird to get used to. Um, but there's a lot of really cool detail in a lot of these levels. They're very good to look at, um, and you know, some of the enemies are just dumb and goofy Crash Bandicoot enemies. Um, and where I think the game is really interesting is just some of the additional mechanics they've thrown in so far. Um, so there's a, you know, the game, it's literally, it's about time. Um, it's about time that they made a new one of these, but then uh, it's about time in the game. So you get diff- this kind of different ability, basically, where very almost Mario style you can go back and forth uh Mario has some levels like this sometimes where you can kind of jump back and forth between stuff and basically you can do that on a on just kind of a press of a button in this game and it creates a lot of once again really interesting challenges especially when you're wanting to go 
to uh, get all the crates to unlock the gem at the end. And uh, there there were some things that I probably did 10 or 12 times just to try to get it. And it was like, fuck, every time. Like, god damn it. Uh, but then finally, finally you get it. It's very satisfying. And so the whole time mechanic's really interesting. I also got something that they give you pretty early on. Uh, kind of bonus levels called flash flashback levels, which are kind of new levels, but at least the one that I played, they are, it was a side-scrolling level, and, which is, you know, Crash has side-scrolling sections, but it's not a fully a side-scroller, um, so this one was totally a side-scroller, and I had to, the challenge was to basically break every crate, but it was one of those where there is no, uh, basically, floor for you to land on so you're just hopping from crate to crate to crate and it was kind of a puzzle to figure out um kind of how to how to finish it and it was it was really fun it was it was tough but enjoyed it it's a it's a really cool game so far if you really like crash bandicoot like i'm completely in love with it i'm like this is exactly what i've been wanting for a long time out of crash bandicoot and that's good Uh, it's very you know, Donkey Kong 64, Banjo-Kazooie maybe, in terms of its collectibles. There are so many collectibles to get in this game. Each level has six gems, which in the original games they only had one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So you'll get gems for getting the Wampa Fruit, uh, basically filling up a Wampa Fruit meter throughout the level. You'll get three, and, and uh, it's kind of broken down. Like if you only get 40%, you only get one. Um, you don't have to get 100%, but you have to get pretty close to it. So you get three from there. There's always a hidden gem in every level for you to find. There is a gem for breaking all the crates. And then there's a gem for beating every level with three or fewer deaths. Uh, which um, some of these levels, especially if you're trying to do some of the outside stuff, can be pretty hard to do that um, sometimes. Because... At least for me, you just miss that one jump sort of thing. And But what I like about this game, too, is that it gives you two different modes to play in. So, you know, old school Crash was a, li- a life-based system. You know, you had X number of lives. If you lose them, you start over sort of thing. Um, or at least start the level over. Um, this, you can you can choose to play it in like a retro sort of mode with lives like that. Or you can play it in just more of a normal mode which basically you don't have lives you get a checkpoint and no matter how many times you die you'll always start at that checkpoint which i kind of like those sort of things i kind of like it this way just because it gives you more room to just keep trying new stuff uh trying to you know get these crates or that are all the way over here get that hidden gem um unless you're trying to go for you know the gem of not uh, dying a lot. Um, so I kind of, I, I like that change. I think it's good. So, yeah, it's a cool game. And, and so I, I would say it's it's about as hard as the first game um, to me because the first Crash Bandicoot's a really tough game uh, to play. And some of, the, some of these levels in here are really tough, but, you know, the first game, you there isn't as many kind of, forgiveness sort of things or, or checkpoints 
uh, whereas this game has those, which uh, I think makes it slightly easier. But it's great. I, I can't wait to keep playing more of it. Mm. Yeah, I yeah I meant like I I legitimately forgot this was coming out because I heard nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not sure it, what if it was the case for you, but for me, like. I feel like nobody was playing this pre-release, or at least no one was covering it. Yeah, it didn't really... There was some preview coverage, but that was honestly maybe two or three weeks ago. Um, So yeah, there wasn't a ton of coverage of this game leading up to it, and then, yeah, now it's here, sort of thing. uh, I'm curious to see how well it does, um, because the Insane Trilogy did incredibly well sales-wise. I think it came out at a great time. People really, you know, were ready for Crash to come back, and especially with how much love and care they put into those games and making them awesome and, and modern. Um, I think that that trilogy did really well. So I'm curious how well a new Crash Bandicoot is going to sell and mm. how long it's going to stick around. But it's exactly what I wanted out of this game. I, I can't wait to play more. Um, also, the, look, it, the, go ahead. look, if this gives me another Crash Bash, it'll be worth it. Oh, 100%, <laughs> dude. Crash Bash is so underrated. I, I fucking love that game. I got over 100% in that game several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do that, and it's, it's so good. I remember playing that game with my with my pop-up when I was young. We had a save, and we, we got really far. Uh, it was a game that you know, it's just kind of easy to play. Yeah, to enjoy, um, but yeah, I, I agree with that one. Um, in in the kind of the map, basically to hop from level to level is very kind of old school Crash Bandicoot from the first game. Whereas as you in the other games, you had almost more of a hub world, and you could go in different directions within that hub world. This is just more of like an overview map sort of thing, and you're just going from level to level like. Like the first game, I thought that was a cool touch. Hmm. As well, it's neat. Yeah, I, I think I might have to uh, get me some Crash. I I have I, I need to play that game just yeah. just for my own curiosity to see if I still like those games. Yeah, I think I think you'll get some enjoyment out of it for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, anything else you play? I did play a little bit of Avengers, but not as much as I wanted to. So. Nothing really exciting there. Um, and I did do some racing uh, in F1 2020. Did a <laughs> a very drunk... Because uh, after... I, I basically got kind of drunk playing Crash. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then I'm like, you know what? Now I want to race. So then I did the Belgian Grand Prix at Spa. And uh, that was that was really intense. That was, that was fun. I... Because rain came and kind of screwed screwed me a little bit uh, in terms of pit stops, and uh, Lewis Hamilton was able to catch up to me, and it was it was uh, pretty close there at the end. But I ended up getting it. It was a fun fun time. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it for me. All right. Well, uh, I continue to play MLB The Show Twenty. Uh, Working on that franchise mode. I just did my uh, rookie draft, and uh, yeah, I, I I I continue to enjoy 
you know, just putting on some baseball while I do literally everything else. Like, I, <laughs> I, if if there's something I'm watching, I'll just boot up MLB The Show and play that while I'm watching whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of game that is for me. Uh, I also, well, I only put about like an hour and a half, two hours into it. But I started playing that Genshin Impact. Oh, okay. That, I've, heard, I've heard things. That free-to-play game that apparently someone in China broke their PlayStation 4 over because it looks too much like Breath of the Wild. Oh. Uh, it does have a lot of that aesthetic. It does have some Breath of the Wild-looking-ass shit in there, especially in the UI. But it is a different game from Breath of the Wild, uh... I mean, it's similar in that it's like an open-world RPG, but this is more focused on, like, building out, like, skill trees and leveling up characters. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I've only played about, like, an hour and a half, two hours of it, so... So... I still have more more to go. So, like, are you playing with other people? Like, is this a solo sort of RPG? How? And then also, like, how's it free to play? Like, how's it monetized? Uh, so, okay, I don't think there's multi, there might be multiplayer, I haven't really looked at, I haven't gotten that far into it, man, Mm -hmm. I think it's still, like, I'm still technically in the tutorial area, so, uh, I don't know much about that, but from what I've heard, there is a gotcha mechanic, where you can, uh, spend this currency, which you could also buy with, uh, you you earn this currency, but you also buy it with real money if you want to. And you spend that currency to uh, do draws and uh, see if you can get uh, higher star-rated characters to add to your party or weapons or all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there, this game is completely playable without engaging in the gotcha. You can totally... you can, From what I've heard, you can beat this game without engaging with all that. And... So I, I don't know. I, I, I'll have to play more to find out. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it it definitely looks really cool. It has some cool uh, mechanical things it's doing, especially with like uh, the elemental mechanics. Like your you, your character, all the characters are like kind of elementally aligned, and you can do some combination stuff with that. So you can have like a fire tornado or. Like, if you... Yeah, there, there's all kinds of different interactions between all this... All those, uh... All those elemental kind of attacks and spells and all that. So, yeah. I'm, I'm still really early on. I have a lot to learn about this game, but I just thought I'd mention that. Because it is a free-to-play game, that, and it's it's pretty big. I, f- I feel like they got a lot of people uh, to play that game. It's obviously out on PlayStation 4, but it's also on like it's on all the consoles or not not switch it's on xbox uh playstation 4 pc and also on mobile so i'm curious how that works Mm. um yeah i saw that like game informer gave this a 9.25 out of 10 i was like holy shit (laughs) yeah so yeah definitely have been seeing more of it it does visually look really cool yeah uh yeah, I, I, I'm just looking forward to like discovering more of it. I like it, it's it's become a meme at this point, but it's it's funny. Like one of the first characters you see is like is this boy standing on a bridge, 
and when you walk on the bridge, all these seagulls fly away, and he complains, like, well, he says, why'd you f make, why'd you do that? Now all the birds went away, and you're like, and, like, your options are basically, like, they'll come back eventually. But then he's like, what if they don't? What if they just go away? Kind of like my dad. <laughs> That's a turn. So, yep. Uh, so uh, I'm curious if that turns into anything, if I end up taking a quest to find his dad. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that that totally seems like the kind of game this might be. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it. I'll, I'll keep playing it, and I'll come back later when I have more to say. Cool. I, I really think, though, I wonder how much, how, like, how much of this game success is it being free, free to play? Because mm. I, I just feel like this game might not have gotten the traction it's getting so far if it wasn't free to play um, for people to, to try out. Um, I do think its visuals might might have grabbed people, but people might have looked at it like, "Oh, that's another, you know, weird JRPG or something like that," you know, because there's so many of those sort of things. Yeah, I think, it, I mean, I think it helps it for sure. Yeah, I I get. Yeah, it does. It like lower barriers to entry are going to help a game, but I yeah. I feel like this game would have done okay, uh, regardless. But like, I I feel like. I feel like this game maybe was built around like the business model of hey we'll just get everyone in and if we can get a few people to spend a shit ton of money on our uh, on our uh, whatever whatever you want to call it, their surprise mechanics as EA would put it <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, God, I forgot then, about that they might uh, be able to come out on top with that mm -hmm. but yeah there I saw something like something like uh man I want to say. I want to say at least like twenty million pre-registrations for this game. Wow. So, yeah, uh, it's it's a thing. It's it's a thing that's definitely going to be out there for a while. Uh, we'll we'll see how it how it grows. But, but uh, yeah, that I think that does it for the games I've been playing. I was curious about uh, Star Wars Squadrons. I might dip into that for next week. Whoa! Whoa! Is that look? Because... It's a, it's a, it's because it's not because it's Star Wars, Tyler. Don't get your <laughs> don't don't fucking jump out of your seat for that. It's because uh, it was you know it's the makers of uh, Burnout made this game. Uh, I, I I think that's right. Right? Criterion made this. Right? They might have helped with it. I thought this was EA Motive. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, for some reason I thought Criterion. Oh no, Criterion did the thing for Battlefront, didn't they? Yeah, they did like a VR Battlefront sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, the the real reason I'm playing this is because you know it's spaceships dogfighting and it's it's fucking good. Yeah. It, Man. It does seem a lot better than what I was thinking in the reviews. Pretty positive on it, so yeah, very cool. Yeah, I I think it's uh, I yeah I I'm curious and I I, I look forward to uh, at least trying it. We'll see. Mm -hmm. So I think it's only like forty bucks too. It's not a full price game either. Right. Uh, well, yeah, that that's that's the video games we've been playing. 
now on to the mostly bad news. <laughs> I think I joked about this before the show, but yeah, there's uh, there's there's some not great stuff out right now. I mean, we'll get it out of the way right away because you always know perpetually Ubisoft is always in some shit. Yeah. Uh, but according to this story, 25% of Ubisoft employees experienced or witnessed work workplace misconduct. That's the one. That's that's that 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 seems like a pretty high number to me, Tyler. I I don't know about you, but if a quarter of uh the employees at the company you work at it ex- experienced or witnessed workplace mi- misconduct you you'd probably uh have some worries wouldn't you <laughs> yeah seriously that is very high and also considering how many people work at ubisoft that is just a lot of fucking people yeah that it's mm-hmm. it's just it's gross and and, and just sad yeah, this was a survey of approximately uh, 14,000 employees. Uh, that isn't all of them, obviously, but it's a pretty large sample size. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I don't <laughs> I, I, don't know what to say, man. Ubisoft, and uh, they, they don't seem to be uh, in a great spot right now. No, definitely not. And, um. Yeah, kind of the more that comes out, the worse it just seems to keep getting, such as, you know, how many people have experienced workplace misconduct in, according to the survey, Michelle and Sal, you know, a pretty uh, highly regarded figure at Ubisoft for a long time, apparently not being the greatest dude to work with, and just, yeah, it's just not good. Um, I mean... I guess, to his credit, Yves Gamo is the one that has put out this survey and has made the results public. So yeah. I guess that that's a good thing on him, to be honest about this. Yeah, at least they're not... They could tr- totally try to hide all this shit. And, or I mean, or skew the time. numbers, or right. like... Yeah. Right, right. Which makes you think, are they skewing the numbers? Is it even worse? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's not good. I I, I feel for all the people who are working there under those conditions. So hopefully that we do get the leadership changes that are necessary to make Ubisoft a good place to work for everyone. Um, it's uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's going to take a while for them to get this sorted. Yeah, definitely. And I did see something else where they kind of outlined some areas of improvement um which there's a lot of areas but um i guess some things they're looking at is one guarantee a working safe and or a working environment where everyone feels respected and safe i mean that that should be number one that should honestly have always been happening um should happen anywhere honestly uh two putting diversity and inclusion at the heart of everything we do which is great um Three, refocus and strengthen our HR function, because obviously that really failed (laughs) during this situation. Um, And then four, make the managers of the group accountable and empower them. Mm. Hey, I I, I have an idea. What's your idea? Uh, Maybe the workers should fucking unionize. 
Maybe. Maybe. Because ultimately, HR is a tool of management to keep things under control. Like, it's... I, I, I feel like whenever they're like, oh, we'll just make HR better, I feel like that that's kind of a cop-out because HR has always been there and has been doing their job, which is to, first and foremost, look after the company. And it's... Yeah, I... I feel like if uh, the workers had a uh, better representation and kind of like and more of a pool when it comes to negotiating with management over what should be done, then maybe things would get better for the workers. Yeah. Rather than just, hey, let management sort it out. Right. I don't disagree with that, for sure. All right. Uh, that's enough on Ubisoft. Time for the more silly thing that people have been getting mad at. They made Peter Parker very young now. They made him look like a child. <laughs> they made him look like a boy. What have they done to my boy Peter Parker? Yeah. Who looked kind of like a man in <laughs> the Spider-Man that launched on PS4. But if you're going to buy the remastered version on PlayStation 5, you're going to get boy Peter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't know how to feel about this, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I'm sure it's something that, uh, you know, you can get used to. I'm sure I'll get used to it the more that we see this version of Peter Parker. But it's also just really fucking weird that they changed it up. I don't fully buy their... Oh no! Their statement on why saying that they need a a better facial match for Yuri Lowenthal, who's the voice actor for Peter Parker, and I don't, I don't really get that because shouldn't you have done that from the start? And I just don't really, I don't really understand that. It's just weird. Yeah, it's hmm. I. Just that excuse makes me think that a lot of people... I, I don't particularly see it myself, but a lot of people have been saying he looks more like Tom Holland now. Mm. Yeah, I've heard I don't, that. I don't, I don't particularly see that, but uh, I feel like they, they kind of wanted to rebrand like Peter Parker. I feel like this is a move so they can make more Peter Parker, Parker games. Uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man games because I feel like they want they want to keep a young superhero, and I guess they're just unwilling to move forward with Miles Morales as being the face of Spider-Man. I don't know for reasons I... that seem seem pretty strange to me. I don't I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like I... I feel like they're just leaving the the reason they're doing this is to leave the book open for a longer tale on Peter Parker Spider-Man. Maybe, but I don't know if I buy the your what you're saying about Miles Morales. Um, I don't I don't know if I buy that. Uh, but I can see them wanting to go younger because the one that was that we had originally was a little bit older. But but I kind of liked that about him. Uh, I feel like you could do a little bit more mature things. I guess potentially with that. Mm-hmm. I will say that this Peter Parker puts him more in line with the Miles Morales that they have currently in terms of, like, he looks younger, and they now match a little bit more in terms of age. 
Um, yeah, but but isn't it a little bit weird that how how story wise Peter Parker's supposed supposed to be this mentor to Miles Morales, and yet he's only like maybe like four or five years older than him, uh, apparently. <laughs> and and like, are you talking about this new this new model? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah, I can, I can see that. It does, it does seem a little weird. It's, it's like, like he looks like he's fucking seventeen, you know. And now the yeah. Miles Morales that we have that already kind of looks seventeen, he's like twelve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That is, yeah, that I, I do get, I do understand that. It's just, I don't know. It's just a bizarre thing, and I just wonder if something, what, something else happened, maybe. Or if they truly were like, "Now nah, we gotta change this," and if they and if so, then you know it is what it is. But um, I just wonder if like scheduling or something like that made it harder for them to keep who they had. So mm. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I think I, I I just think this is silly. I, I think yeah. this is silly. I don't think people should get mad about it. Like no. this is this isn't something to get angry about. Which I've seen some kind of cringy people do yeah. uh but it it is very silly yeah it, it is silly i also think the only reason why they are doing this for the ps5 version of spider-man remastered is that i think peter parker's probably going to show up in miles morales in some way probably mm-hmm. and they had this new guy and then they're like shit we gotta we gotta make this look uh you know make it match so we shall See. All right. Okay, time to get completely apolitical, Tyler, here with Warner Brother Interactive. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Warner Brother Brother Interactive, of course, is making this Harry Potter game, this Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, and it seems like the president is... Hmm is unwilling to say something against J.K. Rowling's views. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Here's the quote. Not a lot I can comment on other than since we get so many questions, I want to be responsive the best way I could. I think the way I think I'd like to do it is I'd like to echo something you've heard from our most senior executive leadership. While J.K. Rowling, the creator of Harry Potter, and we are bringing to light that to life with the power of portkey in many places she is a private citizen also and that means she's entitled to express her personal opinion on social media i may not agree with her and i might not agree with her stance on a range of topics but i can agree that she has the right to hold her opinions which is totally like i i don't know i feel like when your opinions breach over into uh this group of people don't do not deserve uh the same rights <laughs> as me i feel like that goes beyond ha- having an opinion yeah, definitely. And I feel like this is him saying something without really saying something. Yeah. It's just one of those sort of executive sort of statements. And, you know, he probably doesn't want to piss J.K. Rowling off. But at the same time, you know, if you don't agree with what she's saying, then I think no matter what position you're in, you should just fucking say it. And... This is just kind of a, a weird statement, I think, to me. Uh, yeah, and honestly, like, the fact that they're even making this game is proof that they don't particularly care. Like, they don't they don't care that about her opinions or anything. They just, 
they see an opportunity to make money and they're willing to partner with someone who has these opinions to 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 do that i yeah i i the mistake was making a harry potter game in like in the post the era of jk rowling exposing herself as a transphobe and uh having some pretty hurtful things said <laughs> it's it's not like uh, i i don't i don't think that uh <laughs> that Hogwarts Legacy should have been a game they even started to make, to be honest. Like, I, I feel like as soon as J.K. Rowling started spouting out her hurtful shit, people should have stopped fucking working with her. And working with her properties. But I guess money is just too much of a fucking attractor for people. Yeah, and that's just where it gets weird because, you know, this IP, this world that she created is... Uh, very valuable and you can make a lot of money off of it um, and you know it it has a very hardcore fan base that like the world and the characters and all that stuff I just but maybe they don't agree with her I would hope they wouldn't uh, because of what she said but it just gets to one of those things. I mean, it's, this has happened so many times where it's, you know, you really like what this person has created, but the actual person that they are is not really good. It's like, fuck, you know? Yeah, and just, I, I feel like there's, a, to a certain sucks. degree, like, in light of her comments, you kind of have to look back at the content of her right of, like, her writing and, like, you have to go over it with like a, a more of a critical eye of like what did she like if this is what she believes what did she write in the text that reflects her beliefs like there might even be some nasty shit just in the core stuff that this audience likes that they haven't really realized because they haven't paid attention to it yeah maybe who knows it, yeah I don't know. this is such a shitty situation for for them and I, I I don't know. Feel like they like I I, I feel bad for hard. the workers who are working on this game. I don't feel bad for the for the for the Warner Brothers president. Like, no, oh, he's the one that fucking made the decision. Hey, we're gonna work with this piece of shit and make a game in this world to make some money. Yeah. So and I'm sure the there's probably a hell of a lot of people that don't agree with what she said working on this game, but they are going to make the best game that they possibly can. Yeah, and, and I'm sure there are definitely people within that workplace who are conflicted because they do like this world, but yeah. they don't agree. Like, there, there's probably a spectrum of that as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and, and them, like, denying that she's not directly involved with this game, it's like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, well, she's still making some fucking money from it. She is, but for sure. It, but she also... You know, it's been, I mean, the evidence is out there of, like, she gets involved with anything that touches this property. Like, she's involved in some way. Um, maybe she's not, you know, in the, you know, at the studio every day helping make decisions, but she's certainly involved with this game, for sure. And it's just a really unfortunate situation that she had to 
open her mouth and say things that aren't very great. Yeah, it, isn't it just wondrous how rich people can't shut the fuck up and continue to be rich without criticism? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you already have everything that you need. Like, why the fuck do you need to be a, be like this? It's, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's just one of those things It's like, I, I don't know. Like, you, your views, if you believe that way, whatever, that's fine. Uh... Just keep them to yourself sort of thing because all you're really doing is just hurting a group of people. Like I don't really know like you saying those things. It's not really accomplishing anything or anything like that. It's just I, don't know. I just don't get that stuff when it happens. No, I... When it happens, period. Not not just J.K. Rowling, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. like If you want to be a shithead, at least be just privately be a shithead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of shitheads, let's talk about CD Projekt Red and uh, how they lied about uh, not having to do crunch. Because it turns out there's going to be mandatory crunch in the lead-up to releasing this game. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, they they promised... Not to force overtime on this, and now they're doing it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, man. Like they, they just fucking, they just fucking lied to the media for, for like a little bit of good PR, and now they're gonna, gonna fucking ask for crunch. Um. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm in a couple minds on this one. Um. To me, working an extra day for six weeks isn't awful it's you know that happens to a lot of different people does it suck sure um but as long as they're being fairly compensated which it sounds like they are i mean literally the polish law requires them to do cd project red said that they are you know they're also cd project red has the whole kind of profit sharing thing that they do and this game's going to make a lot of money so they're going to be fairly compensated so I, I but to me where i just feel like this is like blah like shitty is the fact that they did you know lie and they said that there would be no crunch at all uh and going back on that uh it's just a kind of a shitty thing to do i think to me, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, when you make these promises and then you break them, why should the employees trust the company at all? Like, if if they can't keep that promise that they decided to make very public, they went out, they reached out to uh, Kotaku and told them this, and then they went back on it, and I, I'm not sure how they discovered that they're asking for mandatory crunch, but I doubt they went, they, they were saying this in an interview... I, I bet it was someone from or some leaked emails or something like that. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I think that's that's just a thing. It's like how they actually went out there and said, you know, like, hey, Kotaku, we want to talk to you. Uh, that we're not doing crunch on here. That's just sort of. It's just a shitty thing to do, and I don't know. It, it's of a few minds too of like. 
Could they have delayed this game again? Yes. This game's going to make a lot of money regardless. Of course, though, launching the holiday season, they might not get as many sales as they might normally, or at least right away. And uh, maybe that's something that, you know, who knows? Maybe the employees feel like, hey, putting the, the six weeks of extra effort into this to make it a better game, to get it out on time, to get more sales, you know, that might result in a better bonus for us at the end of the day. And that could be worth it to do that for six weeks. But uh, it's just when when you have kind of the rock star situation of, you know, Dan Hauser staying at the studio late, so you you shouldn't leave uh, at all sort of thing. That sort of crunch is just super duper fucking shitty to me. Um, so I don't know. I, it just does suck that they're going to have to to do it anyways. But it's just, I think it's just a complication of like just a big project regardless is like you can try your absolute best to eliminate this sort of stuff. And it happens in so many different industries. Like even the industry, industry I work in in construction, no matter how hard you fucking try to avoid the last couple weeks being, you know, maybe a, uh, just a total cluster and now everybody has to work, you know, extra hours in the day or something. It's just, it's, it's hard to do. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, could they have delayed this again? Yes, 100%. Um, but I don't, know. I don't know. It's just a, it's a really complicated situation to me. Hmm. So, what what I'm reading into this, an extra day for six weeks, they could have delayed the game by one week. Maybe that, yeah. that, that that's just that, that's just the math I'm doing here. They could have delayed the game by one week, and they wouldn't have to do the crunch. Mm-hmm. But they won't do it. Right. Yeah, and if yeah, if the one week could have really been it, uh, then. I I don't see why they couldn't have done it one week, um, for sure. So I don't know. Just shitty, man. Just don't lie. I, I think that's that's my biggest thing out of this story. Is like, damn, you guys were really adamant that this wouldn't be a be the th- the case, and and here you are. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, this on top of some of the other stuff. I'm not sure if you've been paying attention to some of the cyberpunk stuff coming out. They they're they're doing. I, I I'd have to actually go back and rewatch some of the stuff, but they're doing ethnic gangs as a kind of thing to be in their mm. game. Like like, ooh, we're Latino. Look at us. We're the Latino gang. I did hear about this stuff. I didn't it's read like, it to it too much. It. Or read, I, I read mean, about I. It. I've seen some stuff from it, and it it kind of looks really corny and like probably uh, at least a little bit racist. <laughs> Maybe we shall see. Um. All right. Uh, I guess. I mean, man, you put this in here, but nobody gives a shit. Hyperscape. I mean, <laughs> nobody gives a shit about Hyperscape. Ubisoft tried; they failed. This is a fucking. Battle Royale they launched a few months ago, and now they're reworking it already. It didn't do as well as they hoped on console. Like, 
I don't know. I I find it hard to care about Hyperscape. From mm. what I've heard, it's... Like, the people that I pay attention to that play these Battle Royale-type games, they, they didn't particularly like it. They found... Uh, found people to be too bullet spongy like it's like the time to kill is such that uh people just run away from fights until the last circle which i don't know to me sounds not fun like if you want to get into fights in battle royales as you get to the final circle you don't want to wait and just fucking do it all at once like it's i feel like part of playing a battle royale and enjoying it is like how you got to the final circle, and if how you got to the final circle is just running away from fights every single time, uh, I mean, that doesn't sound fun to me. No. Definitely not. I think there's cool ideas to Hyperscape. Like, when they announced it, it was like, okay, there's some interesting stuff here, um, potentially, but it just doesn't seem super exciting to play once you saw more gameplay of it and everything. Uh, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like Apex, I think just does the moment-to-moment action is just probably a lot, lot better. Yeah, and outside of Rainbow Six Siege, I struggle to find a first-person shooter from Ubisoft that I particularly like, especially like as an experience for uh, for like multiplayer. Like, I, yeah. I feel like all their stuff is like super floaty and not necessarily as precise as i'd like for a competitive game i can i can see that because i even think about like far cry which i don't mind uh like the the shooting in those games don't feel as tight as you would want it to be especially in a multiplayer sense so yeah i do do feel there yeah, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see what they make of this. I I don't know. I, I feel like Hyperscape is done. <laughs> yeah. That, that's just I my mean, personal take on it. They're, they gotta really, and it sounds like they are really going to be overhauling this game and see where it goes. Do you think this game is around a at the end of the year? Hmm. You know, I'm not even sure if they bring it to the next generation of consoles. Ooh. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm not sure if they'll bother to do that work. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. I guess we got this Godfall yeah. thing happening. Yeah, well, really quick, one thought that just hit me on Hyperscape is... Uh, one, that they are a little late to the Battle Royale game. We've seen mm-hmm. that so many times with so many new genres of of uh video games is you know you you can just be too late to make it even if you have a pretty good game um and i feel like you at least right now in order to really stand out in that genre you gotta do something totally different um like fall guys you know it's one i mean yeah it was free on playstation plus and all sorts of stuff but fall guys is doing different things for a battle royale so i feel like if that's what you want to do and make a battle royale you got to do it uh in a different sense and then also i also just feel like ubisoft has some ips that they probably could have made a battle royale in that might have helped its chances a little bit like the division i feel like could be pretty cool for a battle royale in the dark zone or something like that or ghost recon i don't know but yeah, I don't. I don't 
I don't see that game lasting too too long. But anyways, yeah, Godfall. Yeah, Godfall. Uh, well, Godfall, if you'll all remember, was the first PlayStation 5 game announced. Uh, I believe that was at the Game Awards, yep. right? Yep. Uh, it's a, I think, at least a timed exclusive for PlayStation 5. It'll also be uh, releasing on PC. And uh, I guess, as you've all heard, that PlayStation 5 games are going to cost $70 now, but apparently the PC version of Godfall is going to be $60. So, what the hell is going on? (laughs) I don't know, man. I feel like this is where some of this stuff's going to get weird. You know, if you want to buy it on PlayStation 5, it'll be $70. But what if you have a... Like, what if you have a PC that is just as good, if not better, than a PlayStation 5? Then you get to pay less. Like, yep, mm-hmm. it just makes none of it makes any sense. And I know Sony isn't directly publishing this game, uh, Gearbox is, but Sony has definitely used this game as a you know a sell trying to sell people on a PlayStation Five. Um, even though this game doesn't look super duper exciting, um, I'm just surprised they would let this happen. Yeah, it, it, just, it looks really weird. bad, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird, and I feel like $70 for this game is asking for a lot. Uh, That's just going to be a tough sell, and the fact that it's just $10 cheaper on a PC is just, I don't know, it's a weird, weird look to me. Um, I just don't understand. Stand that, uh, that point. Mm, yeah. It's bizarre. It's, uh... I think we're going to see it see it happen more and then i also just wonder if pc games are going to go up to 70 dollars yeah i i i'm curious when that happens because mm-hmm. pc games have typically like they, they well i mean yeah sure they could go up to 70 dollars but i wonder what that means for sale prices on pc because i mean you've seen it already having a pc now like Steam sales are fucking like they those really prices drop through the floor sometimes. Like yeah. you can get like a handful of games for seventy dollars if you, if you're looking really hard. Definitely, definitely, and I, I do wonder if being only on Epic Game Store and the fact that they get a better cut. Yeah, there that, if that, that if that helps, yeah. and and they go okay, we can make this sixty because you know it'll it'll even out. In the end, so something. I wonder if I doubt the console manufacturer would ever change that sort of stuff of getting their standard thirty percent cut. But mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's something that plays into it. Um, it's just one of those things that I think raising the prices to seventy, like okay, fine, but it's just going to be that's just definitely from a mindset is definitely a lot different than $60 even though it's only a $10 difference to mm-hmm. want to buy into something immediately that you know might not be the best thing you know I feel like people that want to play Godfall I can see a lot of people waiting on it until it's on sale yeah because $70 is just a lot like that destruction all stars whatever that it, that game is to yep, uh-huh. PS5 like Whoa, $70 for that? Holy shit. I don't know about that, man. 
But but I would totally pay seventy dollars for, you know, a Horizon Horizon Forbidden West or whatever. I'm sure, that game's going to be great. I would pay seventy dollars for that. But it's it's totally a subjective thing, I guess. But it definitely changes the mindset. Yeah, and I'm wondering if like watch. we'll have a broader range of like what games cost. Like I we've already kind of seen it with this generation. Like we we do have like the twenty, the fifteen dollar games, the ten dollar games here and there. Like I, I wonder if this just broadens the range of prices we see. I yeah. I wonder see how, I wonder how varied it'll be. Agreed. Yeah. I I I would love to see games explored a lot more. Uh, this coming generation, and also just the stigma of oh, that game's forty dollars. It's probably not as good to for that to go away because that's totally not true at all. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking Hades is a f- great game. It's twenty five dollars. Like, doesn't really matter. Um, so yeah, exploring that I think would be a a good idea. And then I also wonder, from a competition standpoint, for, for between Sony and Microsoft is. You know, is Microsoft going to raise the price of their games to seventy dollars, especially their first-party titles? Because, and the only reason why I say that is because they have Game Pass. They might not yeah. even care. You know, yeah. they, they might just say, "Hey, we're keeping our games at sixty dollars over here," and you know, "Hey, go get Game Pass and you can play it." But if you want it, it's it's ten dollars. If you want to own it, it's ten dollars cheaper over here. I'm curious mm-hmm. how how that will go from a competition standpoint because I don't think Microsoft has has said anything about their first party titles. Now, they really don't have any first party titles coming out at launch right now. Um, but I'm, I'm just curious, like when Halo Infinite launches, is it going to be $70 if you want to purchase it outright? I don't know. Yeah. Is, is Starfield going to be a $100 game? <laughs> oh. Maybe, maybe. I mean, they get they got to make the seven point five billion back somehow. Yeah. No, it's only a hundred dollars if you buy it on a, on any of the other consoles, but it, it, you get it on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, and this is a little bit beside the point, but it's still a thing that I to just hit me and I want to bring up is, uh, you know, Sony's having a weird kind of thing with this pricing thing and then have you seen all the stuff about some of the games that have come out about saves from Mm -hmm. ps4 to 5 like yeah i feel like this is starting to get a little weird for sony too whereas you know so like dirt 5 for example came out and said that uh i forget only like your creations or something will carry over from PS4 to 5, but, like, your save in career mode won't. Uh, Yakuza, like a dragon, you can't go from PS4 to 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man Remastered can't go from PS4 to 5. Um, but on the flip side, y- Yakuza and Dirt 5 on in the Xbox ecosystem, that can happen. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's starting to get a little weird for PlayStation as well. And I wonder if that's on PlayStation and on Sony of why they can't do that or or if they truly can I, I don't know I don't know that's just yeah it's I, I'm a curious shitty. I'm curious to what degree is that like connected to like those games online integration if that's mm-hmm. a thing if like if it's because Sony is, 
having kind of like separate online environments between PlayStation 4 and 5. Whereas I, I feel like Xbox is kind of like more fluid in that way. Right. Yeah, that, that could be, that could be, yeah, that's a great point. I don't know. Because I feel like there's going to be a lot more games that are com- going to come out and, mm-hmm. and say that. Yeah. Now, Which is a huge bummer because, like, a lot of the games that I would want to play, like, backwards compatible are games that I have, like, a lot of time into and I'd want to carry that save over. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There, there are some games that said that they, that that can happen. Like, if you buy Miles Morales on a PS4, you can transfer your save to PS5 if you get it down the road. So, there's a couple, but I feel like it's starting to become more more of hey, this can't happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a bummer. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, hmm. I'm not sure if it's a bummer, but I'm not particularly excited for PlayStation Plus's October games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, so Vampire is on brand. That's that's an October game. Yeah. That that Yeah, that, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, that that was that was so weird. That's that that comes that also comes from Don't Nod, makers of Life is Strange. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very, yeah, very weird. But also, uh, Need for Speed Payback is going mm. to be the other uh, PS Plus game in October. Hmm. So Vampire, I feel like makes sense. I, I agree. It's on brand for for October for spooky season, and you know that game is seems fine. It got fine reviews um but need for speed payback got slammed and is not a great game so they're looking they're looking for some payback on their microtransactions as you get this game for free yeah i guess so guess so it's been that slot machine man yeah that literal slot machine you remember that i do i do (laughs) yeah man that, that was the year that you know loot boxes and gambling mechanics and all sorts of stuff like this just were really bad um and started to really kind of take over video games at bad it was it was literally a slot machine that dumped out car parts yep (laughs) yep it was so dumb yeah i love love that and then you know nba 2k is it 2k 21 or 2k 20 had a literal casino i thought that was 2k 19 uh, it might, might have been 19. Either way, one of them was like, oh my god, this is crazy. But yeah, maybe not the greatest month for PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Uh, if you do have some cash, however, there is a sale going on. Games of a Generation. Ooh. Now, I don't agree with all these picks, Tyler. I, I mean, we enjoyed A Way Out, but I would not call that a game <laughs> of the generation. No. I wouldn't either. It's a memorable game, but no, I wouldn't wouldn't call it a game. Games of the generation. <laughs> but for ten fifty, I don't know why not. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just do some scrolling through here. Um, I actually I like that article I linked didn't really have the prices. I went actually directly to the sale page. Here, yeah. uh, Pillars of Eternity is ten dollars. Wow, um, you know, a game we just don't stop talking about. I can't stop playing. F one twenty twenty is thirty six dollars. All right, Ghost of Tsushima is on sale for forty five. 
Prey for fifteen dollars. Hmm. Oh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is thirty bucks. Great price for that game. Okay, Tyler. This I don't know why this is on the list, but Pure Farming 2018 what? Game of the Generation. <laughs> yeah, is ten fifty. The other years, not so much, but the 2018 version, oh yeah, mm. definitely. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is 28 bucks. Uh, wow, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, 12 bucks. Oh man, phew, it's a good price. Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain is five dollars. Mm. Here's a, a game that I'm not sure if I would call it Games of the Generation because it didn't really even come out this generation, but Lego Harry Potter's. Five dollars, and then also the Assassin's Creed Ezio collection is twelve dollars. Old games of this generation. <laughs> uh, Mutant Year Zero: Road to Eden is fourteen dollars. Tyler, Ooh. I know you've enjoyed Wasteland Three. I think if you enjoyed that combat system, you might enjoy Mutant Year Zero. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition Game of the Year Edition is ten bucks, and Unravel is eight dollars. I mean, I, I, I'm seeing some stuff on this page too that I, I don't even feel like shouting out because it's just not—they're not games of the generation, man. What, what do no. words even mean? Right, like Lego The Hobbit. Are you serious? Lego no. City Undercover. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck even is that? You play as a cop? Yeah, pretty much, in a, in a Lego universe. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are some pretty pretty darn good games on here. But, mm. yeah, maybe not all of them are games of the generation. Yeah. South Park, Fractured But Whole, 24 bucks. Mm. Right on. Well, if you have games of the generation that you would suggest for a sale on the PlayStation Store. Don't tell us. Tell the PlayStation Store. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we don't have any sway over that. But if you do have questions for us, obviously. I, I guess this is the end of the show, Tyler. I, I, that's what I meant to say. This is the end of the show. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap up here. Uh, well, speaking of games of the generation, that's something we should probably do in the future. Yeah. 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 Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, but we'll have to plan that sometime. If y'all yeah. have suggestions, I mean, I will not let your input influence my list. That's what I'll say here and now. <laughs> but if you have emails to send us, you can do that. At PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com. Or via Twitter at PS Report Podcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. You can find all that in the show notes. I recognize that sometimes it's hard when I'm wrapping up the show for you to follow all of these links, these places you should go. They're in the show notes. Go look at it there. Give us ratings and reviews on the podcast app you're using because that is the best way you can help us. And until next time, be good to each other, play your video games, and...